morning and welcome to the Med Pod Podcast, episode 104, Four? I think. Is it 104? Yeah, I believe so. I like, I always want to say what podcast episode this is. And then every time we start recording, I forget to look at what episode <laughs> this podcast is. I'm like, you're so always doing it from tough. memory. You know, you're trying yeah. to rock it from memory. I mean, I make like the I make like the thumbnails and stuff. So like I'm trying to revert back to last week, trying to pull from my memory of like, OK, what number did I put on that thumbnail? You know, yeah. but welcome to the podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. My name is Jake with here with me is Sean. Sean, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Jake and I are doing another couple of days in advance recording because I will be uh, away from the house. Uh, for for you know next week so yeah it's uh it's been a wild uh, couple of weeks slash month or something but yeah making yeah, it work we thought we thought we would be kind of less busy this summer but i think we're actually more busy this summer than we yeah. were than we thought we were yeah it's uh it's kind of wild but luckily the news is very slow this week so jake and i are going to talk about some cards that are coming out and uh yeah it should be should be chill there's been a lot of things if you haven't noticed on twitter the last couple of weeks there's been a lot of cards that have been announced in japan that eventually will be coming i believe in our august set a lot yeah. of these cards will be coming i believe these are coming in the august set Lost um, so we're gonna yes so we're gonna talk about those cards it is also the introduction back to the lost zone we briefly talked about how these cards are reintroducing the lost zone mechanic in the pokemon card game so we're going to dive into those a little bit deeper as well as a product or i guess a couple products that are coming out in japan that are kind of decks that i think are really cool that are featuring some new cards but first i just want to give a quick correction to last week's podcast um the blast toys in there the blast toys that uh has vitality spring not the radiant blast toys in the pokemon go set the regular blast toys that you get as like a hollow rare in the packs i thought i don't know why i just illiterate but i thought that it was look at the top six cards and attach the energies to your Pokemon, then your turn ends. I thought it was mostly because of the old Blastoise and Team Up. Yeah. Do you remember that Blastoise? I do. Once during your turn, you can do that, but it wouldn't end your turn. So I thought this one just did end your turn because, you know, it's it's six. It has the number six in there. But I will literally read it out loud so then everybody, including myself, understands what the ability actually is. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for up to six energy cards and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you'd like. Then shuffle your deck. If you use this ability, your turn ends. So, Sean, this card, it's still not incredible, right? It's not I breaking the can, format. Yeah, it, it's not. it's not breaking the format. It's not. It is better, though. Like, on a stage <laughs> two, I do give it more credit especially with irida in the format yeah sean i think that's a big factor of why i like this card you know the last week week and a half watching people play mm -hmm. with this card and people were utilizing irida 
in and this Blastoise index, which is really, really cool because, you know, you start out Squirtle because it's a basic Pokemon, right? You have a lot of search options that allow you to grab basic Pokemon like Quick Ball, Level Ball, things like that. Even Ultra Ball if you want. Uh, and then you can Irida for Blastoise Rare Candy yeah. to skip the Wartortle evolution and go straight into it. And with Irida being a very popular card, you know, we've seen it um, time and time again in Palkia decks. Um, there were some really cool decks that came out of this. You know, Turbo Dialga was one of them. People are playing Turbo Dialga V-Star, you know, accelerating those energies onto the Dialga V-Star to do more and more damage. But... Sean, did you see the deck that didn't do damage to your opponent that included this Blastoise, but also another Pokemon Go stage two Pokemon? I, I mean, yeah, I sort of saw like hints of it on Twitter. I have not watched the video that the, the video we are referencing is an Andrew Mahone special, uh, but I have not watched the video but I know it utilizes... I'll, I'll say two of the cards, and Jake, you can follow up with the third or the, mm -hmm. the, the other two cards that are important. So there's obviously the Blastoise, which accelerates a bunch of energy of any type. And then there is a Senta Scorch. And it is the Senta Scorch, not V, not VMAX, not, not any of the Senta Scorches that I mentioned. I think I mentioned, like, oh, it could be really good in Senta Scorch. You accelerate yeah, 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 and I'm I like, remember that. I had the wrong Senta Scorch in mind, clearly. This is well, the... you could still do it. <laughs> I mean, you can still do it. It's just this is a yeah. whole different set of scores. This is a little baby. It's the old GameStop promo yeah. Yeah, that so you didn't <laughs> have a stamp or anything like that. It was just like it was just the regular card that they gave out. I was gonna say you could play max rarity Santa scores, but no, they don't have a stamp <laughs> even. So it's not. There's nothing. Anyways, this is the Santa scores that has the attack for each fire energy attached to it. You mill a card from your opponent's deck. And obviously, putting a bunch of fire energy on this Pokemon means that you're milling a lot of cards, potentially. But, Jake, what are the other two cards that make this deck so lethal? And another thing with the mill, for anyone who doesn't know what the mill mechanic is, is basically putting cards from either your deck or an opponent's deck into the discard pile. So, yeah. you know, discard the top three cards if you have three fire energy attached to the Center Scorch. But the other two cards that make it work... One is Diancie. So the Diancie, the new Diancie that came out, has an ability that goes something along the lines of like when this Pokemon is in the active, prevent all effects of supporters done to your basic Pokemon or whatever. The main function is that you cannot, with Diancie in the active, you cannot boss up any basic Pokemon, you know. Sizzlipedes, mm -hmm. Squirtles, Charmanders. Anyways, all Charmanders, which goes <laughs> into Lord. the other Pokemon that's really good. I was going to spoil it for myself, but then uh -huh. it was actually a decent transition that I ruined. But the other Pokemon that makes the deck really, really cool and kind of, I don't want to say dangerous, but anyways, it is the Charizard from the Pokemon Go set. The regular Charizard that has the ability to double fire energies on your side of the field so if you think about i believe it's venusaur from shining legends it's there's a venusaur yeah. that has an ability that doubles the amount of grass energies on the field on your side of the field um it's very popular in the in the gym leader challenge format in terms of grass decks and what that basically means so is if 
you have three energies attached to your Sinus Scorch, right? Three fire energies with Charizard on the field. You effectively have you have the effect now of six fire energies. You have five fire energies on your Sinus Scorch. You actually have ten energies on the Sinus Scorch. And with the interaction from the ability to Sinus Scorch's attack, you know, if you have double the fire energies on your Sinus Scorch, you're milling that amount of cards, that math of the doubles. So if you have five energies on, but Charizard's in play, you're actually milling 10 cards because you have 10 energies. So there was a turn, I believe, where Andrew milled 33 cards from his opponent's deck. I think I remember watching the game um, on Twitch when he did it live, and it was it was insane watching that it's not a broken combo like this deck yeah. is not going to be something that i think you have to worry about for world championships whatever like it's not a tier one deck but it's like it's very very fragile but it's it's a glass cannon essentially you know when you can get the energies accelerated from blast toys you can really get cooking on milling those cards, right? Because a lot of cards right now, there's no good mill decks in the format, really, you know? So decks want to go a million miles an hour. Decks want to draw a ton of cards, get down to that very, very low number. Um, yeah. And you can also put your opponent in a position, being able to mill at least 33 cards, it's been done. Like 33, thir between 30 to 33, like that's pretty dangerous and so like if you can threaten that on a turn like how do you how does your opponent like prevent that besides like making sure that you can never blast toys or charizard you know i mean yeah like it it does come down to like if you have that deancy then maybe like one thing is you boss up the charizard right and then yeah because you can do that after they evolve the other thing that is just like recognizing the kind of deck you're playing against and like knowing that if, especially if it's a single prize deck, which is what it sounds like, it's already mm -hmm. going to be a grind for you to, you know, knock out six turns effectively. So just being like, okay, well, I'm not going to overcommit resources, but like, like you were saying, it's a surprise deck. And if you don't really know what you're up against, yeah, man, like they just, they power up something and, it is a glass cannon because once that first Senta Scourge does the damage, mm -hmm. then it's this awkward thing of like, well, the Blastoise has to, you have to end your turn in order to power something else up. So you really get one shot and then you're kind of done. I will say though, you know, if you choose to boss up the Blastoise or boss up the Charizard, that's another turn for Senta Scourge to mill more cards. That's true. So it's like, it's a very interesting matchup for a lot of decks, I feel like. But I also noticed when watching the games that Andrew was playing that a lot of the games came down to, like, the final turn before mm -hmm. he would lose. Um, like, I believe the 33-card mill, you would think, like, oh, you know, he probably, like, dominated that game. I'm pretty sure he won that game, like, on the final turn. Like, when his <laughs> opponent had one prize left. Yeah. Um. So it, it it takes a while to get going. You know, it, it's a very patient deck. Um. But it, it was really, really cool to see that. Because we don't, I mean, again, like, we don't really have mill decks in the format. I mean, we no. have Sanders, like, Mewtwo deck. 
not you know, really the mill, stall. stall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stall and mill are two different archetypes. Yeah. Um, but. but yeah, that kind of strategy of like making your opponent not play the game almost. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jake. It's good to see it. Um, I'm glad that you have, have come to the side of Blastoise not being completely horrible. It's not was... completely terrible. It's still not great, but I like mean, at least yeah. there's some fun things that are coming out of it, right? Like in standard. Yeah. I mean, again, like, and I think who knows in an expanded, like what you could get out of it, but I'm like, no, you don't even dare. Don't even try to play that deck. <laughs> no in expanded. Don't even No, slow. it's not worth it. There are so many other better You're broken right. combos and expanded. Like, it's... no, don't even think about playing that. <laughs> Jake don't just, even consider it this is Jake's secret sauce he's like don't even consider it yeah. secretly considers it <laughs> only I will play it but Sean we got a lot to talk about in terms of more stuff we got to go into a five-star review though <laughs> oh gosh sorry we got to do the five-star review as always this one is coming on iTunes Apple Mac DZ 23 thank you so much for leaving a five-star review on this podcast one of the best ptcg podcast absolutely love that title in the description i love the chemistry between the hosts they both have a great understanding of the game and i love hearing how they process the cards and find interesting ways to use them keep it up guys thank you so much mac dz for that excellent review please also leave a review if you like this podcast or if you don't like this podcast also leave a rating and review you know whether it's one star or five stars let us know how we're doing we always look at the reviews and ratings to see you know how are we doing are people liking our stuff things like that and we super appreciate it whether it's youtube comments spotify ratings spotify you're a little bit it's all just ratings you know yeah it's, it's it's just ratings you can't leave your good word you'll have to add us on twitter or something yeah if you're spotify people but sean what do you what do you really want to talk about today because you actually made the show notes today i did what do you want to talk about i did i mean so i think we could talk about just some cards that have been announced and are coming out or whatever in japan we don't normally do too much japanese preview but i will say we're also uh, there's not a lot of news. There's not a lot of news uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, there's n- there's not really many events that are happening between now and the World Championships, and um, yep. so I mean, but we can we can talk about a couple of the cool cards and stuff like that. It's not going to be a full set review of the new sets and whatnot, but we can talk about some of the interesting things because I think Pokemon actually in what we'll talk about later is one of the most obscure and wild cards they've ever <laughs> printed in the Pokemon trading card game. So we're definitely going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first thing is these V star and V max high class decks, basically Japanese starter decks, but fancy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are coming out in Japan in a week. Obviously they probably won't come to the U S we have no confirmation on how hell they'll show up here. But they'll probably come around Lost Origin, which will be our, like, August, maybe September set. I heard there might be a slight delay in the product. I'm not sure. There could be. I mean, because in the past, there has been delays in set releases of, like, a week or two. Yeah. Um, Especially because of the pandemic. And the reason I'm thinking that is also because they chose to have the world's format only be through Pokemon Go. So Mm -hmm. because it won't include that other one, it's definitely going to be late August when our Lost Origin set. So these cards might come out with Lost Origin or some in some form, whether it's in the set or in their own like box, basically. 
Um, but yeah, these are two different decks. You get a bunch of stuff. I mean, we don't have to go through the stuff you get because it's Japanese. I think, though, every card in the set in Japanese is foil. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. I believe they're all foiled. So that's what makes this one the fancy one. Yeah, it's all the mirror foils. So um, the thing with the foil cards, the reverse hollows, as uh, we call them, we don't get any of the reverse hollow patterns that are in Japan. We get different reverse hollow patterns. But, Sean, have you opened up, like, um, like special set Japanese products, like Shiny Star V and stuff like that? I have not personally opened them, no. So, like, in every one of those packs, you know, the Pokemon Go set, the um, the Shiny Star V, um, VMAX Climax... You remember that set? Um, and then I'm trying to think of the one during Sun and Moon. There was one during Sun and Moon. I can't uh, remember what it was. Tag All-Stars. Yeah, Tag All-Stars. That's the one that I was really thinking about and trying to get to. Um, they all, every single pack comes with a reverse hollow, and they're just absolutely stunning. So if you collect Japanese cards, you know, maybe you like using glc japanese cards i know some people do like my bud mr darth bean um these are nice they're so good in my opinion sean yeah i I love the reverse i hate reverse hollows in english English i love i love reverse hollows in japanese they're so pretty i will say reverse hollows on trainers in english are not terrible they're not horrible but Mm -hmm. on the pokemon it's just so unreadable it's like it doesn't really work in my opinion yeah, it's just not super appealing. But these are, they're just phenomenal. Yeah. But anyway, Sean, in these high-class decks, there are two different high-class decks. There's a Zero Aura high-class deck, and then there is a Deoxys high-class deck. And the interesting thing about both of these is in the Zero Aura deck, it features a Zero Aura V-Star and a Zero Aura V-Max. And then the Deoxys one features a Deoxys V-Star and a Deoxys V-Max. So very cool. They both come with a 2-2 of each. So That's cool. two V-Max, two V-Star. You do get Vs as well, Zeror V and a Deoxys V. You'll get four of those in the deck. So it's kind of like a perfect 4-2-2 split in terms of V, V-Star, V-Max, 4-2-2. Yep. But... Sean, let's talk about the new V-Stars and V-Maxes, and let's see if they're really any good at all. Which one do you want to talk about first? I mean, the first at the top of the page on PokeGuardian, shout out to them, is the Deoxys card. So I guess we can go through Deoxys line. So uh, I'll go through the Deoxys line, and then you can you can read through the Zero Aura line. Um, okay, that works. For Deoxys, the V-Star, 270 HP, kind of weak, weak to darkness, which... Actually, isn't really as much of an issue because Mew V Max is falling off just a little bit over time. So you yeah, know. dark Pokemon have fallen off in yeah. the format, in my opinion. Um, side javelin for two psychic and a colorless does one ninety and sixty to one of your opponent's Pokemon V, which is actually really good. Like one ninety is serious damage if you're talking about if you need to if if you assume you're going to have to two hit something right. One ninety is a really high two hit. Um, And then 60 to opponent's Pokemon V sets up potential knockouts later. Um, It's a little awkward because 60 doesn't really 
it doesn't feel like it really sets up enough. Like, if it's a V, it sets up a knockout if it remains a V, right, at 190. But it doesn't mm -hmm. really set out set up a knockout on a V star. Because, like, if a V star well, is 260, 270... To be able to do that, you'd need to have damage modifiers, right? Yep. So, like, um, for instance, if you're trying to knock out the V Pokemon on the bench that you're doing the 60 damage to... You put a telescopic side on it, you're doing 90 damage to it. Mm. And so 90 plus the 190 of side javelin going into the next turn, that's 280. That knocks out pretty much all the V-Stars without, you know, big charms and, and things like that. So that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can do the 190, right? Set something up, boss it up, or, you know, you do some some combo of things. And yeah. then you can try to take three, like four prizes in a turn maybe, but... Yeah. I will say, though, if you are worried maybe it evolves to a VMAX Pokemon and it has a bunch of HP, you can use the V-Star power, Sean, on this Deoxys V-Star. The V-Star power is one psychic energy called Star Force, does 60 times. This attack does 60 damage for each energy attached to both active Pokemon. So... In comparison to, like, Whimsicott V-Star, which is just energy on Whimsicott V-Star, you know, adding up the damage, this is both Pokemon, and it's very cost-efficient because it's only one psychic energy, right? You can have an opponent that maybe has a ton of energy on it, mm. but you only have a little bit, you know, if, if you're facing, like, an Arceus V-Star, yeah. right, and they have three energies from a Trinity Nova and you only have one energy from that, you're already doing 240 damage right there. Um, so you can bake up the dam bake up the damage. Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't... Wow. Whew, we're really... Uh, we're cooking today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, the damage adds up. I would say the average amount of energy between both active Pokemon is probably four, right? Two and mm -hmm. two is probably... A, I think that's a good number. It's a good average, so... On average, this is going to get 240. Probably, if you're going to use your one-a-game V-Star power, you probably don't want to use it to only do 50 more damage than your already basic attack. So this is something where you might... you If you've done that attack earlier and you have three energy on it and your opponent has two energy, all of a sudden that's five. Mm -hmm. So you've got 300 damage, maybe a more. So this seems like a closer where you only really would use it if your opponent has three energy and you have two or three energy as well so that you can take out anything, take two or three prizes end the game. Uh, but it is good. It's good to have like a finisher like this. Cause I think a lot of decks kind of struggle with that. And the cool thing about the Deoxys cards for anyone who hasn't noticed on like uh, YouTube or Spotify is the V star is actually speed Deoxys. So mm. Deoxys, if you do not know, has several different variants. It has the regular variant, which probably most people are familiar with. And then it has a speed variant, an attack variant, and then also a defense variant, which is what the VMAX is. Sean, what is this defense Deoxys VMAX do? I'm just gonna, nothing. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have I've read the card briefly and I have opinions, but the ability is it's 330 HP. Uh, it's, it has an ability, protective DNA. Your opponent, your Pokemon in play take 30 less damage from attacks 
by your opponent's Pokemon V Star. It's honestly, it's nice that it protects all of your Pokemon for 30 damage. And I'm like, not bad. But it is so specific that it has to be only attacks, only attacks, not abilities, and only from Pokemon V Star that I'm like, when does this ever come into play other than a mirror match? Uh, Arceus V-Star, Palkia V-Star. But no, what, Sean, I, we no, have no, so no. many. But when is 30, da- like the 30 damage to all of your Pokemon, right? It's like, there's not that many V-Stars that do a lot of sniping damage, right? And it's not like it stops snipes. It does 30 less. And I'm just kind of like, so yeah, but little. you think about it. You think about something like Palkia V-Star, right? Palkia with more Pokemon on the bench, right? It, it That's how it ups its damage. Yeah. And so you can effectively take away, like, one Pokemon, you know, from just from this 30 less. You can take away a Pokemon from Palkia's damage. Because I believe it's either... I can't remember if Palkia is plus 30 or plus 20. Um, but it, it's one of those mm. two. And so effectively you're making it that much harder for palkia because if you're trying to play this deoxys v max or whatever you're probably somewhat limiting your bench or at least trying to limit your bench as much as you can i guess i'm I'm looking at this now and i'm thinking it doesn't have to be in the active which helps yeah and it doesn't say that you can't use more than one of these abilities at a time which helps Uh, oh you're actually right about that so, like, there might be a world in which you put two or three of these on the bench. Like, I- I'm-, I'm coming around a little bit, and maybe this is a card where if you made, like, a severe heal deck, like, if you did this, and then you also put Gardevoir VMAX, a card that people don't really ever talk about, but my friend plays it a lot, and it's got serious healing potential. You add that with the... um the psychic there's an item card uh suspicious food tin i think it is yeah where it heals like 90 damage and you discard it's like discard a psychic energy it's specifically a psychic energy um and then yeah you get to heal the damage so like if you have a few of these and you have a gardevoir which heals itself every time it attacks for 50 and you play healing item cards and, and other healing cards i don't know this could be i'm coming around a little bit to like this could be actually a really good piece in a in a, a wall like a a sort of wall deck, like a big beat wall deck. Um, and I guess the question is like, you can't turn off a weakness. That is going to be the biggest. So like if it were to ever, but I will say Gardevoir VMAX is only weak to metal. This is weak to darkness. So maybe, maybe there's some synergy there. Yeah. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that this is a tier one deck. This is what's winning worlds. Right. But I do think it's really, really cool that, 330 HP on the higher end of the V maxes, right? Has an ability that takes 30 less damage and then has an attack for psychic colorless colorless called max drain does 160 damage, right? So mm-hmm. pretty much two shots everything in the format. The effect on that attack is heal 30 damage from this Pokemon. So you're doing even more healing yeah. on top of that from the attack. So I don't think it's garbage garbage. I think you could probably build this really, really cheap and and have a lot of fun with it at times. Because like you said, you know, dark Pokemon don't really run around right now. Yeah. And yeah, dark Pokemon aren't everywhere. And yeah, maybe 
You know what? I, I talked myself into it. Thank you, Jake. Yeah. For... <laughs> and then the Deoxys V is just uh, pretty plain. It, it, yeah, there's not really too much here. I will say that the first attack, Psychic Colorless, is 30 plus. This attack does 30 more damage for each energy attached to your opponent's active Pokemon. I don't Might know. Might be useful. Could it's... be. Yeah. Could be interesting, like setup damage wise. I don't know if you need a if if you have to attack with it. It couldn't be that. It couldn't be terrible. Um, it gives up the same amount of prizes as the V Star, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It's just easier to KO. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure about that one, but I mean, you're playing with it anyways. At least it's, it is a usable attack, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, Sean, let's talk about the other deck, the Zeraora deck. Now, Zeraora only has one form, um, unfortunately. So there's no, like, attack, Zeraora, defense, Zeraora, <laughs> anything like that. It's just Zeraora. But let's talk about the V-Star first. The first attack on this 270 HP Lightning V-Star Pokemon is called Crashing Beat. It costs Lightning, Lightning, and a Colorless does 190 damage. And it says you may discard a stadium card in play. Now, this is you may. This isn't like Flygon that says, you know, you have to discard a stadium card in play or something like that. Um, this is just a you may. So you got a pesky path to the peak that your opponent put out or um, I don't know, maybe a uh, uh, what's the Temple of Sinnoh? Is that what yeah, that's called? Yep. The new stadium that the nullifies uh, special, energy. special energies. You know, you got one of those in play. You know, you can take it away kind of thing, whatever. True. But if you needed so like if you had the the lightning energy, right? The special lightning, the speed energy, the speed energy, right? Then you wouldn't be able to use this attack to start with. Well, I, hey, maybe it's not on this Zero Aura, okay? True. Maybe it's on a Bench Zero Aura or a different Pokemon. Uh, maybe you're funny. running the Flaffy energy with it and this Zero Aura has all basic energies on it. You you never know, yeah. Sean. There's a there's a couple different things. This is true. But I think 190 is pretty good. Yeah. Um I think that's a a good enough damage output, you know. Again, you're probably using something like Flaffy's to power this thing up, especially with its second attack being the V-Star Power Sean. This costs a little bit more, but I think it's very, very interesting of an attack. This is Thunderstar, the V-Star Power. It is an attack as your V-Star Power. Lightning, 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 colorless. So four energies in total. Three lightning, one colorless. The effect is choose one of your opponent's Pokemon four times. You can choose the same more than once. So... What this is essentially saying is so like Dragapult, right? Let's think about Dragapult VMAX and how it's what's it called? Max Phantasm? Is that what the attack is called? Uh, the one yeah. that places five damage, damage counters counter, yeah. anywhere on your opponent's side of the field. You basically choose a Pokemon five times with that. That's basically how that works. Yep. And each time adds... 10 damage or one damage counter so that's essentially what the zero is saying you can choose a single pokemon four times or you can choose four different pokemon or you can kind of mix it and match it that's essentially what that means it's a little bit hard to understand i think at first especially for beginners so i wanted to clarify that 
Yeah. So after you choose one of your opponent's Pokemon four times, for each time you choose a Pokemon, do 60 damage to it. This damage isn't affected by weakness or resistance. I think this is a really, really cool effect. I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's super good, but like, I don't know. There's a little bit of variety with this, right? Because if you, if you choose a whole bunch of, you know, small Pokemon, mm -hmm. you can you can knock out like a bunch of sobbles or you can knock out some other different things. You know, if they got a Manaphy on the field, you can just hit the active for 240 damage, right? Which is not terrible. Yeah. I would say. No, it, it's interesting. As, it's an interesting yeah. attack. I, yeah, I think this is one though, where again, I guess it's like the other one and that it's a closer, but it's like, I would want to put this attack in a deck that spread damage around where, mm -hmm. Because, like you said, it is expensive. It's three lightning and a colorless. So yeah, I mean, we do have ways to accelerate lightning energy pretty easily, like many Flappy. lightning energies per turn. Yeah, with Flaffy and like speed energy can help you draw through the deck and stuff like that. So like, that's why I'm like saying that this is an awful terrible. No, it's it's you could do it. You could pull it off, but it still it still requires something, right? Resource wise. Mm -hmm. We're like, you know, compared to like a Palkia, which is nothing effectively. Yeah. Um Palkia is just a very easy Melanie attached go. Right. Um, or or Star Portal. You just get it from the discard and attach. Like as your V Star power. To me, something that would be useful for this... Now, this is where you really need to get around your opponents. Like, Manaphy really shuts this whole concept down. But Jolteon VMAX with mm -hmm. a Zero or a V-Star, that is an interesting combo because you're doing a bunch of bench damage, right? And then mm -hmm. this can come in and, you know, as a two-prizer, effectively clean up only the things that you need it to. I mean... Maybe Jolteon is just better if you just keep attacking with that. But, like, I don't know. Say it gets knocked out. doesn't matter. I think this is an, that's kind of an interesting combo. Um, also, this is just really good if you are playing a lightning deck, you know, and there are lots of one-prize decks. Like, you know, I'm sure Sanders decks, a lot of them would not like this card because, you know, it's like, oh, that's a nice Bibarel you have there. It'd be a shame if somebody killed both Bibarels in one turn yeah you know, like that 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 would be annoying um so yeah i think it situationally could be really interesting i think it's kind of cool as well um not only because palkia is so very very popular i mean the only problem with the palkia matchup i feel like is you would really be pressured on your flaffies because mm -hmm. you, with flaffies flaffy needs a lot of bench spaces filled right so that effectively powers up the palkia and so palkia can also hit those big numbers you may be one shotting but you know palkia might be one shot responding as well and so you definitely need a mana fee because they threaten with greninja yeah right and greninja will easily knock out a lot of your flaffies and then you start crying because you can't power up your zero aura so very very interesting but moving on to the vmax sean the vmax it is a 320 HP lightning Pokemon VMAX. It has its first attack. There's two attacks in total. The first attack is lightning. Lightning is the cost. Just two lightning energies. Reaction pulse 60 times. This attack does 60 damage for each of your opponent's Pokemon in play that has an ability. 
that can oh. be a lot of damage, Sean. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss on this attack. That could effectively be 360, 360 damage. Yep. For two lightning energies. Imagine you're playing. Like, imagine, if you will, Mew VMAX walks into a room. You're not hitting <laughs> it for weakness. How are you beating Mew VMAX, you say? You and, well, you and Mew VMAX walk into a bar. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, this attack, I don't know for how long a format like could support an attack like this, but I'm really trying to think of what decks don't use enough abilities for this to matter because like for me like the decks that i think of that don't use abilities are like palkia decks currently right or like you could do palkia uh, ice rider no palkia palkia definitely <laughs> uses abilities because no, no, like you have ice greninja rider. and you still i mean because you still have set up with your shady dealings right True. you still have those little guys you have greninja right greninja's yeah. in there and then palkia itself has an ability sure the calyrex vmax doesn't but that's true. you know especially when you're hitting for weakness right you only need like uh, i mean if like they three. have two two pokemon would be 240 damage after the weakness and so like even a uh, choice belt on that that's plus 60 that's 300 damage yeah so like basically as far as i can imagine almost every deck has abilities currently there like pretty much every deck has abilities some use more than others the ones yeah. that i'm thinking about that don't maybe have a lot of abilities in terms of compared to the rest of the meta is like rcs flying pikachu right because That's that true. deck can very much set up just rcs and like flying pikachu maybe they put bibberol in play but too Jake, do you want to know a secret how you beat that what deck? is what you, is the secret flying Sean? pikachu is weak to lightning and you're not that is, I totally forgot about that. Done. We talked about that the other week. We talked about that the other week, and I was like, wait. <laughs> so, I mean, it's weird. Like, at least, who knows when the new set comes out, it will change a lot of things. But, like, if this were available today, I actually think this would probably be a very good deck. I think it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. I think it wouldn't be bad at all. So... Uh, and then but this... it does have it does have another attack that we'll go over real quick before we talk any more about it. Lightning, lightning, colorless, max fists, two hundred and forty damage. Discard two energy from this Pokemon. Okay, your opponent's not putting out any abilities, whatever. You could just do flat out two forty on this. I mean, it's good if you're looking to like do a donk, right? Like, so mm -hmm. say your opponent has doesn't have a great start, has a Pokemon V in play, whatever. It's fairly chunky. None of your other attacks are going to kill it, right? Because they don't have, like, a full bench. Well, if you get the Flappy on turn two, you know, you charge one more, you attach, switch, GG's. So it, it, yeah, it is kind of nice that it has the ability to, like, take advantage of your opponent having a bad start, too. It would be... It would be way more insane if it was just a two energy cost <laughs> um, instead of yeah. a three energy cost for this attack, but... Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I like Zeraora a lot. Like I, like the VMAX is really, really cool. The yeah. V-Star has some like fun with it, especially with that V-Star power. So I don't know. Yeah, this is, I will say this VMAX, I'll be interested to see when this one comes out because mm -hmm. it, I think you're right. I think this one has, I think this has like some potential. I don't know if it's BDIF. I, I probably not, but like, I don't know. If everybody is using abilities, this is a dark horse, I think. 
I think it's a cool, I think it's a cool thing. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, you'll have Urshifu coming back or whatever, and then people are yeah. hitting <laughs> fighting weakness. But anyways, the V has two attacks, lightning, colorless, claw slash for 50 damage on this 210 HP lightning V. And then the second attack, lightning, lightning, colorless, thunderous bolt, 190. This Pokemon can't attack during your next turn. Switch, rope, all that jazz and bag of chips. You know, it, it, it's fine. you probably don't want to be attacking with the V, as we usually say, you know, yeah. like it's not bad it's not terrible but you're probably not winning the game in this format if you're attacking you know that that 190 attack with the v i mean i will say though uh oh looks like my it's not popping up but cool art for, for mm -hmm. those that you can see it cool art on that zero aura v i will say there's another card if you scroll down oh. a little bit more sean camo poncho it's a new uh, tool card that has been announced in these high-class decks. If the Pokemon this card is attached to is a Pokemon V-Star or Pokemon V-Max, whenever your opponent plays a supporter card from their hand, prevent all effects of that card done to that Pokemon. So, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of this card, not because it's bad. I think it's quite good. Um, I just I don't want this in the v maxes and v stars they're already so big they're already <laughs> doing a ton of damage like why do we need this i mean i guess i don't know enough people are like i i do understand the annoyance of boss for game mm -hmm. so i don't know how the interaction works it may be like a will post type thing but like say you have a bench sitting um luminion right because when this comes out, Crobat will be rotated. Actually, won't be rotated. But like a Luminion or a Crobat or whatever. Some some bench setter that you're like, oh, if they just boss it up, they win. And you're trying to play around it. You know, I don't know if you have to attach this to the active or attach this to that Pokemon. Because boss, it's a way that the well, card reads. The tool, the tool has to be attached to a V-Star or uh, V-Max. Never mind. So if you want to prevent something like Luminion from coming up, you have to use Diancie, and Diancie has to be in the active because Diancie prevents your... Uh, well, I guess, uh, could you attach Basic it, Pokemon. Could you attach it to the active V-Star or V-Max? Because the way that boss works is you are choosing the Pokemon on the bench to bring to the front, but it requires the other Pokemon in the front to go to the bench oh which so is you're still... you're saying if i have like deoxys v max you know in the active with the cape on and i've got a little baby squirtle or whatever or, yeah. i don't know why squirtle but yeah um you're asking if it would bring it up that's very interesting actually i'm looking up boss's orders for the exact text switch one of your opponent's bench pokemon with their active pokemon so it is an effect that is it's an effect that affects the active right it doesn't target yeah. the active but it affects the active in that it's moving it so like yeah I so i don't know actually the answer to that question but if i had to take a guess um if i had to take a guess i would say it does not work if your deoxys v max v stars in the active with a camo poncho on well uh will post or anybody that's listening that is a judge and would know these i'm just gonna call judge right here judge judge <laughs> um let us know because like I'm sure there is like there's probably there's almost certainly previous rulings that like this references that this would reference, mm -hmm. but it is kind of strange. It's kind of strange. Um, and I mean, like they wouldn't they wouldn't 
print out this card and then not try to, you know, have some sort of ruling to back it up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. For me, though, like, I don't know. I think there's logic both ways. I, I'm actually going to hope that it does work the way that I'm saying because <laughs> that makes it a better card because otherwise it's like, eh, mm -hmm. fine. It's it's interesting, but Sean, we got to talk about some more interesting cards. What what do you want to talk about next? Well, no more of these high yeah, class no decks. High Let's class. move on. So the one thing that I wanted to talk about with Jake today is the return of the Lost Zone. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Lost Zone is a former mechanic that used to exist. There was actually um, Lost Thunder. Was that when the Lost Zone? It wasn't introduced there. It's just that's when they focused on it. Yeah, I mean, there was a big focus on the yeah. Lost Zone in Lost Thunder. And I think the Lost Zone, I don't know how long it's been around, but, like, one of the uh, biggest, one of the most popular decks that utilized the Lost Zone in the past was Lost, was it Lost March? Or Night March? Uh, yeah, like, Lost March did, yeah. um, what was it, um, Blacephalon GX yes, did yes. as well. That's true. A favorite deck of mine. Although Blacephalon GX was interesting in that it just sent things to the Lost Zone. It never really interacted with it. Whereas Lost March, it was like, Lost March was like Mad Party circa 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm. Which basically said, like, for each card in the Lost Zone, this Pokemon does more damage, basically. Um, so, yeah, like, it's been a while. I personally think that the Lost Zone is a really interesting space that Pokemon is, should play with. I think I said it on another pod that it, like it's effectively Pokemon's version of Exile, which is like a magic thing. Uh, basically, this zone that exists outside of the normal game state. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it makes for some interesting, you know, unique interactions. You can print cards that have really weird powers, which we'll talk about, or very overpowered things if they didn't use the lost zone like if they didn't use it they would be overpowered and you couldn't ever print that effect but mm -hmm. they're bringing it back with lost abyss and our lost origin set and i wanted to just talk about a few of the cards so the first thing i'll say jake and then we'll get into the cards is it's really cool that they have printed all the new cards that do with the lost zone with this um oh gosh with this like cool purple and pink like mist or like smoke effect have you noticed that i agree yeah so i mean we talked about that when the colrus card was announced there's a new colrus supporter card and the kind of the design like comes off of the border you know of the illustration onto like the effect kind of how like the professor's research the oak in yeah. celebrations his arm like comes out of the illustration it's kind of like that and and it does that with the pokemon too and stuff and it's just a really really cool little thing that makes the set much more unique and i think is going to make it more fun to collect open yeah. things like that i also will say from a game design perspective um having indicators like that like a lot of cards they'll put like a um a little symbol or they'll highlight a term or whatever to you know make it more obvious like what it's referencing but mm -hmm. i think this is actually a really clever game design like card design mechanic to say any card that has this sort of effect on it visually um which is just part of the card art references the lost zone and like that's such an easy and really cool quick like little get i think so i just wanted to point that out but jake do you want to talk about this rotom v and v star 
So let's talk about this little guy. We got Rotom V, a Lightning uh, V Pokemon for 190 HP. Not it's it's on the lower end of the HP, but not very surprising because Rotom is a very small, you know, fragile type of Pokemon. It has its first attack, a colorless attack called Lost Hack. Choose a special energy attached to one of your opponent's Pokemon and put it in the Lost Zone. Not in the discard. Not back in the deck, but the Lost Zone, the point of no return. You cannot get this card back. And then for Lightning, Lightning, Colorless, it has Intense Discharge for 160 damage. Discard an energy from this Pokemon. That So the first attack puts an energy from your opponent's Pokemon into the Lost Zone. And the second attack discards one of your energy to the discard pile. Yeah, I mean... That's interesting. I'll talk about the V-Star, and then I want to talk about, like, I think what the potential for the Lost Zone seems to be, or, like, one angle. So, Scrappy Pulse, 80-plus damage. This is the V-Star now, 250, also on the weaker end. But that's uh, fine, because yeah. that fits Rotom. Put any number of Pokemon tools from your discard pile into, your, into the Lost Zone. This attack does 40 more damage for each card put into the Lost Zone this way, so... I mean, the damage here is potentially limitless, like, you know, meaning, like, you can put one card and do 40 more, but you could put 10 and do 400 more damage if you build your deck that way. So, for only two energy, like, if you save up those item cards, those Pokemon tool cards, I should say, you can do, like, one really big attack if you need. Uh, but it's it's an interesting attack in that, like, you actually can't really use this attack to its full ability very often because once they go into the lost zone there's no powering it up again with those cards mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a use it and lose it type mentality but the ability is also the ability is interesting like discard any number of cards from your hand draw that many cards that is the v-star power by the way yes. as an ability so yes. only once per game can you use this ability that one to me is kind of mid it's like it's fine um I like how it's any number of cards rather than discard your whole hand. So, mm -hmm. but like, unless you have a really large hand of cards, like you're probably discarding three, four cards and drawing three and four. So it's like not that amazing compared to some of I the mean, other ability V-Star powers. If you think about it, this synergizes really well with it the does. attack, the scrappy pulse attack this synergizes super well you know you can discard all the tool cards in your hand you know rotom decks throughout time you know have very often used tool cards um and whether that's like in the discard pile or whatever um rotom has always interacted with tool cards so it's always played a lot of tool cards an excessive amount of tool cards so to have a way you know, because if you have a lot of tool cards, that doesn't really help your consistency, per se, in terms of drawing through your deck, setting up your board state or whatever. This ability, in my opinion, synergizes really well with that because you can discard, you know, all of those tool cards to not only help your attack power, but also churn through your deck, help set up your board state and things like that. And I will say as well, you know, like, it can effectively be a research, right? Like you were talking about, you know, um, a lot of times you discard 
you know maybe three or four cards but like if you've got a dead hand right dead hands a lot of times are like five six seven cards True. because a dead hand comes from a researcher a dead hand comes off of a marnie you know stuff like that roxanne you're that's a little bit trickier because <laughs> it's only two or three but you know effectively i think it's a little bit bigger than what you think it might um, be, in yeah, terms yeah. of the amount that you could discard not saying that this is absolutely broken of a v-star power ability like it's not as good as starbirth like we cannot question that um but i do think you know it, it gets a little bit more credit because you know it's effectively almost like another supporter yeah. you know it's almost like another draw supporter it is an interesting like if you are able to get a full grip of seven or even more cards and you combined it with a research like you're you know a deck that wants things to be in the discard like you could put a lot of cards in the discard in one turn like 15 20 cards yeah and i mean like so. talk about as well you know the stuff of um we talked about this energy earlier the speed energy right that draws you a couple more cards yep. with the um, with the attachment onto a lightning Pokemon like Rotom. So even then, you know, you draw a couple more cards to use in your hand. So, again, it's not broken. I'm not saying that it's the best thing in the world, but I think it's really, really cool. Yeah. So but I do agree. I do agree that, you know, you're limited on the amount of times that you can use the <laughs> scrappy pulse 80 plus damage attack because. Yeah. They they don't come out of the loss zone. No. Um, but that's the Rotom. The other one that I just wanted to quickly preview, and there might be others. There's certainly more cards that do the loss zone, but... So, yeah, we're going to be going into the Lost Abyss cards. There was a... The full set of Lost Abyss came out. The set fully releases in Japan on July 15th, so we have the... Um, entire set list it's going to be part of our lost origin set in september as we mentioned earlier we're really just going to focus on a couple cards for this um but once you know we get the lost origin set list the english set list we will uh take a deeper dive into the set and what the cards do but there are there are a couple ones that sean and i are like wait a minute this is kind of cool so sean what do you want to talk about first i see you already got it pulled up yeah i mean the sableye is really interesting it the first attack doesn't matter it's a cool looking card let's just first off but also the second attack for one psychic lost mine you can only use the attack if you have 10 or more cards in the Lost Zone. So, like, that's already kind of weird. But if you can use it, you put 12 damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon in play in any way you like. And that is, like, you can't stop that with Manaphy. You can't, like, there's, I don't know if there's anything, like, maybe a big Parasol? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think, I think the Parasol is the only thing that can stop it. And the Parasol has to be in the active. Yeah. So, I'm like, 12 damage counters, like... You might think to yourself, that's oh, only 120 damage. But, like, keep in mind, Espeon and Deoxys tag team, it needed six psychic energy to do 20 damage counters, right? Mm -hmm. This is more than 50% of that for one psychic energy. And also, remember, on the Espeon and Deoxys GX, that was the GX attack. You get once a game. Mm-hmm. So this one... This is on a Sableye that you can use turn after turn after turn after turn yeah it's nutty it's i so i think this card is going to be a, a little bit of a, a a good card uh in certain decks 
I think it's really, really interesting. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about this more once Lost Origin releases. But there are a lot of cards that have effects, abilities, item cards, supporters that put things in the Lost Zone. So, like, getting 10, you'll see this um, kind of attack on a lot of different Pokemon where you can't do this attack unless you have X amount of things in the Lost Zone. Um, you'll see that very frequently, not only in this set, if you look up the entire set list, but also when we talk about Lost Origin, um, it might not be super hard to reach double digit Pokemon in the Lost Zone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't even Pokemon. It's just cards. Yeah, yeah, just cards yeah. in general. Even easier, honestly. Um, the only... The only thing that I think that might be important, I don't know if this is a translation thing or if, if this is correct. It says only if you have 10 or more cards in the Lost Zone. A lot of other cards don't reference you, like the Lost Zone being owned by one player or another. So like, I don't know if this is a translation thing or if like the Lost Zone is a combined thing for both players. Uh, but Well, I mean, you do... Um with uh, Lost March, for example, yeah. way back when with the Jump Love, this one specifically says for each of your Pokemon. Okay, there you in go. In the Lost Zone, and I and I mean like the. Well, I guess Blissefulon doesn't really work because it's putting energies in the Lost Zone. It's not like the energies were already in the Lost Zone. So, um, but I, the Lost Zones are, the Lost Zone in usual from what i remember and it's what separate. i understand is they are separated there yeah. may be effects attacks things like that where you look at both players lost zones might, right because yeah. you might be putting things in your opponent's lost zone like the uh rotom for example yeah. you know that special energy in there um you might there may be times where you look at your opponent's lost zone as well but they are different um yeah. they are separated i mean it just like you know your discard piles so if you are planning on playing lost on stuff just remember keep your lost on pile separate yeah yeah keep it separate yeah. and plus you're probably having different sleeve colors so yeah. <laughs> it'd be probably easier to figure that out but sean let's talk about one more card because okay. all the other cards we'll talk about in the set list let this <laughs> I, I will say, okay, we're going to talk about this Pokemon, and I will save the best for last. Aerodactyl V-Star. We're just going to skip over the V. I don't want to talk about the V. It's fine. We're just going to talk about the V-Star. 260 HP of Fighting V-Star. So also on a little bit of the lower side, you know, only 10 more HP than Rotom V-Star, I believe. It evolves from Aerodactyl V, yada, yada, yada. The first attack... Fighting colorless, colorless. It is called Lost Dive 240 damage. Put the top three cards of your deck in the Lost Zone. Okay. You know, it is it is an attack that is very easy, right, to be able to do, right? We can attach fighting energy manually. We can um, attach a double turbo energy onto it to, you know, do only two energies to be able to attack with this, right? 240 damage to 220 damage. Knocks several things for weakness, like Arceus. Arceus is very, very meta right now, so cool. And putting three cards in the Lost Zone. Okay, it's a Lost Zone Pokemon, so makes sense. You know, maybe you interact with something else later in the game that, like the Sableye or something. I don't know how that would be because it's psychic and fighting, but anyways, the real reason... Why I want to talk about this card, you may have seen us tweet about it on Twitter, at MetapodTCG. Let me just read you this V-Star power. 
it is an attack V star power. So you announce it as an attack, it will end your turn. It only costs one colorless energy, so very cost efficient. You know, just any energy that you throw on. It reads Ancient Star as the V Star power. As this Pokemon as, is in play, as it long gains as. in as long or, as this Pokemon is in play. It it's type there's a typo. Oh, okay. As long as this Pokemon is in play, it gains an ability with the effect your opponent's Pokemon V in play, excluding any Aerodactyl V-Star, have no abilities. So you use this attack and gain an ability, essentially, <laughs> to shut off all Pokemon V abilities. Yeah. And this is by far... The weirdest and most obscure card interaction I think Pokemon has ever printed. Like, I'm not exaggerating on this. I think this is quite possibly the the most obscure interaction they've ever printed on a Pokemon card. I Yeah, it's definitely weird because you're adding something to... It's not to the board. It's not to... It's not for a turn. You're adding a an ability to a specific Pokemon in play that like, if that Pokemon gets knocked out, if that Pokemon comes back to your hand, whatever, that ability goes away. And you also, it means you need to keep track of which, if you have two Aerodactyl V-Stars, you actually need to remember which one is the one with the ability and which one isn't because mm -hmm. don't, I mean, I, I will say, keep an eye on that. If you're playing against people who are doing this, whether or not it's intentional, they might, forget which one has it, the ability i mean like to be honest like it does seem like a hard thing to not remember right because i mean i don't know how many times when i'm playing irl that i say like oh i forgot to do this ability or something like that right because yeah. like in the pokemon trading card game online the online client like that'll tell you you know if you've used it or not or if it's on this pokemon or not it'll x out the, the option to use your abilities it'll just do it yeah and, but like in irl you have to manually remember that so i i will say it probably more often than not your opponent will probably like if there is a problem with this because they forget or it's on the wrong one i will say probably most of the time it is by accident mm -hmm. because there's no like indicator on this v-star that says it has an ability aside from like the, just reading the effect of the attack but yes you do have to be wary of people that cheat whatever you do you probably need to be wary of that i mean it is as a player this is something that i've learned throughout my time it is just as much as your job as your opponent's job to maintain a correct board state. So if, you know, it is it is on you just as much as it is on them to remember which Aerodactyl V-Star has the, the ability that was placed. And this ability is placed because of an attack. Yeah. Sean, like, that's so weird. It, it's like, it's so interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. There will definitely, I, there will all, 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 like, sorry. There will definitely be scenarios in which a game state is broken because this attack was done and one or two turns down the ro road, somebody forgets. And both yeah. players forget and somebody throws down a Crobat or a Luminion or whatever. Like, right? Draws a card with Genesect or 
like there will be situations where this gets forgotten i think way more often than not yeah and um i'll be interested to see like how those rulings come down and because like it's the awkward thing of like do you punish both players equally do you punish the player with the aerodactyl for not telling their opponent for not reminding their opponent they can't do x y or z they can't search the deck with luminium right like um so here's here's what i would take a guess so like when when pat to the peak is in play right and you play a crowbat and you start drawing cards mm -hmm. you know you may start drawing cards before your opponent says you know sure. hey, hey, hey you can't do that but if you start drawing cards you are now seeing cards in your deck that you're not supposed to yeah which especially if it's caught right away like as soon as you draw like two of the four cards that you're supposed to draw and your opponent's like wait whoa, 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 whoa. you know they say something that your opponent was doing their due diligence right yes. i mean we know the speed of pokemon players at times they go really really fast so sometimes you can't get it before they start drawing and so then it's a penalty on your on the person who drew the cards mm -hmm. because they did true they have like knowledge that they're not supposed to with their deck. But I think the way that this Aerodactyl would work, I think it would kind of go that same way. Probably. Of like, you know, your opponent puts down the Crowbat and starts drawing immediately, or they put down Luminion and immediately pick up their deck and do a deck search. You know, if you catch it right away, I think you as the Aerodactyl player will not get in trouble for that. But let's say that, you know, I play the Crobat and I draw four cards and the Aerodactyl effect of this V-Star power is in play. And, and, and it's nobody been catches in it. play. And nobody catches it until like two turns later. Or even or even like, you know, a couple of interactions down the line on the same turn. And you're like, oh wait, you shouldn't have drawn those cards because X. Yes. I think at that point, both players get something for that yeah, because well, your opponent did you know something illegitimate so obviously you know they get a two prize penalty or something like that whatever but i think more often than not the aerodactyl player at that point will will get a warning yeah because like because in my mind i'm not a judge i'm not a certified judge so like this take this with a grain of salt if you will this is just my kind of like what i think would happen is you're playing a deck you know that has this effect right you you have to, when you're playing this deck, you have to have some sort of understanding that your opponent is going to make a mistake in a lot of your games. Like, this isn't like flying Pikachu VMAX versus Mill Tank, right? Like, sure, yeah. You're playing something, you're playing something that is obscure, that is out of the ordinary, that doesn't really happen a lot in the Pokemon trading card game. So if I had to take a guess of what would happen if I played Crobat with this ability in play and two turns, two, three turns go by and we find out that the board state is irreversible, right? It, it, we can't fix this. It's It's gone too far. I think the Aerodactyl player would at least get a warning for it, especially the first time that it comes around, you know, yeah. in a cup, you know, yeah. or something like that. I mean, I, yeah, and I then, think... Oh, go ahead. And then if it happens like after that, you know, in like a later round or something, it happens a second time where, you know, your opponent does something that they shouldn't have done because of this Aerodactyl. And now the board state is irreversible. I think then the Aerodactyl player will start being penalized 
for that, you know, prize penalties or something like that, because, you know, it's a multiple offense that has happened. You know, Um, that's how I think it would play out. I don't know if that actually we we need a lot of judges on this podcast (laughs) today. I think that like I I think if you're going to play the Aerodactyl deck, it might be beneficial to invest in any sort of indicator that this is that there is something unusual about this card. It can be a Cheeto for all you care, right? <laughs> like, but just anything as a visual reminder that there's a thing. Um, and, you know, that might even be, you know, we're not sponsored, but like TC Evolutions makes cool markers, you know? Yes. It might be one of those things where like TC Evolutions may print a, a marker, a little metal marker that has the full ability text written on it. And you just pop it down. Well, I mean, they have, they have... <laughs> So players that have been playing the game for multiple years pre-pandemic will know of this because um, these were very, very popular before, you know, the pandemic happened and stuff like that. And TC Evolutions is a company that has made they were the first people to make dice that had specific numbers on it, especially specific numbers over 60. Right. You know, in ETBs now that the Pokemon company produces, they will have like dice that have 120, 130, like written on them. TC Evolutions, from what I know, was the first group to do that on dice. They have done that for several, several years. Um, They also, a very popular product, is they would make ability markers. So what it would be is they'd be like these, um, I don't know if it was like aluminum. Yeah, they're all like metal, like aluminum. They say ability used. So that yeah, way you... and, and so you put it on Pokemon that have abilities and then you flip it when you use it that turn. So um, in the the first thing to come to mind in terms of that ability, a deck that people could associate is Sean, do you remember the spirit tomb from Unbroken Bonds? I think it was uh... with the building spite ability. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That you would. So tick up. if you do not know, is a spirit tomb that every turn you could put a damage counter on that spirit tomb that was the ability you could put a damage counter on that spirit tomb and so a lot of people in decks like zap beasts right that played many spirit tombs would use these ability used markers to be able to signify you know because you have multiple you have multiple spirit tombs on the field at a single time so it, it helps you keep track of which ones you use which ones you haven't so i highly invest if you want to play aerodactyl maybe get one of these or a couple of these so then you can put it on the uh yeah. aerodactyl even if it's like you just put v-star used on it yeah. you know just to signify hey this has an ability or you know or or a cheeto if somebody does this with a cheeto no, do, not, do not put a cheeto i think you would actually don't know the ruling on this but i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to put like food on the field of play uh probably not you're probably right but like i don't know it's your card who cares cheeto (laughs) anyways talk to your local judge about these rulings we just bring up the ideas of the interactions we don't necessarily have the answers but what we do have sean is the end of this podcast episode 104 sean has actually been messaging me in our discord chat saying hey buddy we gotta wrap it up like shut up dude he's like getting the cane he's got he's got the cane and he's pulling me off stage right now so thank you so much for listening to the meta pop podcast book about tcg podcast that revolves around the evolving meta we'll be back next week in action with more stuff have a great rest of the day